Good evening. Hello, welcome. Hello, welcome one and all to the British Bear Show. What a difference seven days makes, Jason. You know, this time last week we were all positive and rosy and, and thinking, uh, you know, we were thinking the tide has turned and it's and it's going to be our time at Lambeau Field. And, and then we finally get to the game itself and what a load of bollocks, as it said in the title. How are you, my friend, Jason? How are you, brother? I'm all right. I don't need to be on suicide watch, but uh, yeah, the, 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 um, the, the show sort of says it all, doesn't it? What a load of bollocks. Um, wow. Just, yeah. I mean, I don't know, you know, Shorty was right, wasn't he? He was, <laughs> we have to admit that he was, his gut was, wasn't wrong, but I think we, we were right to be optimistic, weren't we? Um, cause we were on a roll that, yeah. you know, we were on the up, everything was on the up. Um, but man, this, this monkey on our back of fucking green Bay just, yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know, mate. I know. I've, I've been like that all, all like, you know, it feels like, uh, you know, like, like the, you know, the best friends like passed away or like, you know, the favourite dog's gone or ran away or something. It's just, yes. it's just, um, you know, it, it was just sort of like the first time I was really sort of excited about the Bears playing at Lambeau Field. I really thought we had a good chance and, you know, we'll get into the game now. So what we'll do is we'll, uh, we'll start off with the offence. Uh, I mean, my, my, the offense really, I think, real basically, one of the reasons why the offense is so poor was due to the offensive line play. You know, Fields got sacked five times. Uh, you know, like you said, Jason, for the show, like he got pressured, 50, you know, fifty percent of the time of his dropbacks. And there's no quarterback in the league can can step back and have time to get a pass out when you're getting a guy straight in your face. Uh, and, you know, like Trevor Jenkins, like 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 he said in the social media, that was like his worst game of the season. And man, yeah, it was his worst game of the season. They were absolutely terrible. Um, I mean, Fields were under 200 yards again passing. They were 11 of 16, 448 yards. We couldn't get the rushing game going. So, you know, they, they were just stuffing our middle of our line. And also as well, that we only seem to sort of have DJ Moore and Cole Komet open. You know, I don't know where the other wide receivers are going. So, yeah, that's my sort of feeling about the offense. What, what were your sort of feeling after the game and when you were watching it? Oh, what were my feelings? I can't, oh, well, where do I start? Um, yeah, very you're true. You, you nailed it with the first comment. The, one of the, the things that stand out that, every, you know, any, any all the other um, podcasts I've seen so far have, have said is the O-line play was terrible um, all the way around. You know, the, all, like five sacks. Uh, as we said, 50% dropbacks, he was getting pressured. Um, they stopped our run game. Uh, oh, I was, I mean, I'm, yeah, you know, I take notes during the game and I was like, there's, there's been no long shots, but then when you're half, half the time, if you're stepping back at the end of your drop, you've got a defender in your face. He's not going to get a long pass off, which is why I think there should be more, you know, shallow crosses, quick slants, just a, a little dump off pass. So if they yeah. bring everyone, if he yeah. spots a gap, he can just get rid of it. But yeah, I just um, that, that was just really poor from the from the offense. Um, mm. And the play calling, of course. Uh, yeah, I'm down now with uh, Hey Cliff. I'm down with all the the other sort of people who are saying um, the gets he's got to go. It's like nine nine running plays in a row. Um, uh, just no no trickery. That's what I've really found as well. Is we just play simple, yeah. straight football. No trick plays. No misdirection. Nothing fancy. Nothing to keep defenders on their toes. So they know we're going to either run it out of the gut. Um, there was no rollouts, no, you know, not much of not much of that getting him outside the pocket. So again, not playing to his strengths. And I know that we said earlier, and I'd said earlier, 
you know, controversial opinion that if they kept winning, then maybe there was a case for them all coming back. Um, but I just think, yeah, that that um, like we said in the pre-show, that was that that to me now all bets are off. I think everything's available. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be. I think I won't. I will be surprised if Getsy stays because I think he's got to go. Um, and I think the lack of progress on the offense um, is, is screaming that out in massive bold letters that he's got to go. He's in over his depth. Oh. He's had two years. We would be impatient, and now, nah, that's enough. You can't. You can't go backwards again because I would say I was positive previously because it looked like he was getting better. He's doing some stuff. I think, yeah, that's quite good. Like, several times he made some good calls. He'd done a bit of trickery. Things were going, you know, where well, you think, yeah, he's using this offense well. You can't keep going backwards. We've got to keep going forwards. And I just think, yeah, we need someone in who's going to run that offense better. Um, and now, yeah. I have to say, that with, the, um, with that game as well, not just the, de- the offensive calls, but also just in, in terms of flus, I'm, yeah, I would not be surprised if he goes, but. Um, we can talk about the future after we've covered the game, but <laughs> surely, yeah, yeah. sure. You just need to <laughs> start so campaign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, regarding the offense as well, I just think as well. I think that because the offensive line play was so poor, like that, that really didn't help the, the play corner as well. But it's like you said, Jason, it was so over conservative, and like you know, the previous game against the Falcons, like every quarter. We were sort of trying to do like a long pass, you know, we we're stretching the field vertical. And it was just sort of ironic that near the end of the game, you know, that he did a, he tried to do a screen pass when we needed like 22 yards. yards or something ridiculous yeah. like that. 22 yards, sorry, yeah. And I think, <laughs> I think, I think as well, it sort of showed as well the, the lack of depth we got in the skill positions, especially the wide receivers. Because basically, yep. we had DJ Moore and we had Cole Komet, and basically the other guys just didn't show up. Um, and I know, I know that Green Bay played a lot of zone, which feels does sort of seem to sort of have a bit of trouble reading when it's zone defenses. Uh, but I just, I just thought the, the game plan. I don't even know what the game plan was. I don't understand what you know what the what the chat do. Uh, I know. I mean, basically, our offense is a running offense, and I think as soon as like our offensive line were getting pushed back. Getsy just didn't have any sort of answers to an alternative no. to just running a ball and again that running game. And also my biggest gripe, and you know what I'm gonna say is why are we always in shotgun? Why are we 99 percent of the time in shotgun? Because it cuts down so much options what you can do as a play caller. Especially when it's like short, short um Short yardage like that time we had to get like one yard to get a first down and Bill started in a shotgun and then he ran up to the centre and we all just got that. Do you know what I mean? And that 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 should be a given, you know, with with an you know, with the size of fields and the offensive line should able to push the opposition at least one yard, you know what I mean? But yeah, I I, I just thought it was over conservative, you know. Th- they didn't seem to have any sort of intensity at all, you know. It's like you just sort of mentioned there were no sort of like, you know, imagination to the player calling. There were no, you know, if we were struggling, then at least try something a bit dynamic because we had nothing to lose. And I just don't know, it just felt like Green Bay, obviously, their players knew that, you know, they're playing for a playoff place. And some of our guys, I don't know if they'd switched off or they were planning the holidays, what we're going to do next week. But it just felt like, or lack of intensity between the two teams. Um, and it would have, uh, you know, when it's got a touchdown, um, you know, 
DJ Moore, he got, I don't, I can't even remember him really being targeted that much in the second half. I know, I know he got over 64 yards, um, but he only had four catches. Uh, and like, you know, the second best of Cole Komet with three catches, 41 yards, which is, which is ludicrous really, you know, in today's sort of NFL. So have such mm. low, low numbers. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think really it's, uh, I'm with you, Jason, really. I can't, I just can't see any value bringing Getsy back. And it also annoys me as well when people go, oh, well, if you bring another offensive coordinator, Fields has got to learn a new system. The system works. You know, the system, that offensive system is used by quite a lot of teams. So a coach, a good offensive-minded offensive coordinator should be able to run that scheme because it's a successful scheme. And the trouble with the Bears is that we've had a combination of poor play calling. And also as well, a lot of the players have to hold on as well, you know, doing poor execution because you know throughout the season that's been a problem as well where players have been running the right route so they've been missing blocks um so yeah i think it's going to be a it's got a change mate because you know it's just so up and down there's no consistency with the offense at all and it's sort of like the side of the team which is really holding the team back you know what i mean uh, you know, because obviously the defense stepped up over the last sort of month and a half, and the offense yeah. just hasn't followed route. Um, so yeah, it's just uh, it was so disappointing, mate. It was it was so disappointing, and uh, yeah, I was literally feeling physically sick by the end of the game. So I was so annoyed and so sort of like angry, and you know, I'm I'm quite a chilled out dude, mate. But I like if I had something to kick, I wanted to kick something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, have you got any more thoughts about the offense at all, uh, Jason? Um, yeah, it kind of feeds into that what you were saying before about the the calling is that we didn't Fields didn't have have a passing attempt in the third quarter, entire quarter, not one pass. So, and it was oh, it wasn't no wow yeah no it was and there wasn't there wasn't a high possession game. Well, sorry, it was a, it was a um, there wasn't lots of drives. It wasn't like big chunk plays all the time. So we're both mm. run heavy teams. So there was only we had I think there was six we had six they had seven drives I think it was um, so that, yeah. that possessions wise there was wasn't a lot of you know changing over um, so yeah we didn't throw a pass in the third quarter it's like yeah that's, just madness that's, I'm trying like, to... that's, that's like that's like going back to like nineteen thirties football when they should have just got like, got like you know the uh, the old T formation out and stuff like that because yeah that's unheard of and how and how can you have any sort of play action passes or how can you sort of run anything dynamic when you're just running the ball it's sort of like gets to the sweat he just goes like from one extreme to the other and it's sort of like the, you know it's like the idiot's way out you know oh well we're not really passing so i'll just try and run the ball oh no well, I, yeah. that ain't working so i'll just try and you know do the opposite rather than sort of incorporating a mixture of, of the both and uh yeah I, I was so disappointed and uh you know, I don't, I don't think as well. I don't think people can put put that performance all on fields at all because if you are stepping back and every time you look up, you've got like a defender in your face. No yeah. quarterback, regardless if you're Joe Montana, Patrick Mahomes, whoever, you can't. You know, if you have got a little bit of time in the pocket, you can't get your passes out because you've got yeah. two guys who are like six foot four, three hundred pounds, you know, landing on top of you. So uh, I'm definitely with you, Jason, about Getsy. I've, I've I've seen far too much, and uh, I just don't see him getting any better. I just, you know, like the first show we were saying, well, maybe, uh, you know, he's learning, and maybe it's all coming together. Well, I personally think this is about as best as he's ever going to get. 
yeah. you know, and I, I think really the Bears deserve better than that. You know, we deserve a better. He's not even mediocre. He's worse than mediocre. It's a play calling, <laughs> and, you know, and, as, and, as, and as a club, and as a team, we, and, and especially the offensive players like Fields, we deserve mm. better than that. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, I think the offense really is going to be like probably the, one of the, the biggest important things to sort out in the off season. You know, I mean, yeah. we see we get the defense getting, you know, get the, get the defense better. But I really feel like the offense really needs a lot of work doing to it. So I don't know if you want to give your your uh, shout outs to the chat, Jason. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Swifties there in the house as usual. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks everyone for joining us. So I'll just go through who's in here. So we got Foster as usual. Shorty's obviously running the show. Cliff. Um, where are you, Cliff? Uh, in the huddle, Chicago. That's Walt. Uh, good to see you, mate. Um, BCP. Got you everywhere. Ron. Ron Winarski. Uh, bear down, brother. That's another one. Good to see you. Ralph Love. Um, thanks for joining us, guys. Um, it's good to see you. Converted Bears back. I see you again. Good to see you. Um, and again, this is we said before, Mark Kazak. Hey, Mark. Hello. Um, uh, yeah, so those are the guys that are in here at the moment, are the ones that I've seen in chat. Everyone else is joining us. Welcome. Um, we've said before, this is a, a show with a British accent for British Bears fans. Uh, hopefully a more sociable time for us across the pond. Uh, they're now American friends who seem to be on in the middle of the night, which is understandable when they're six hours behind in Chicago. Um, so we want to know, yeah, if anyone's in the chat and is here and you're a British Bears fan, let us know. Uh, just say hello. Tell us where you are, how long you've been a Bears fan, whatever. Just uh, maybe one day you can come on the show too and chat with yeah. us and everyone else just to talk about Bears because yeah. that's basically what we all love doing, no matter how badly we perform on a weekend. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, thanks for joining well, us. Yeah, I mean, I mean, one of the good things about doing shows like this is it is a bit like uh, having a bit of therapy session. It feels like, you know, because <laughs> obviously, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I don't really have anybody to talk about Bears, you know, about the Chicago Bears over here, because, you know, my mates are not really into into the NFL and stuff like that. So uh, it's like a, it's like a nice bit of therapy when I get a chance to come up, you know, do the shows. But uh, let's move on to the defence. What, what were your thoughts about the defence now they play, Jason? Uh, well, the first thing to say, oh, and I know that defense has been carrying the team while they've been proving. And you, on the face of it, you would look at it and think, well, they held Green Bay to 17. That's pretty good. But not once did they force a punt. Green, Green Bay didn't punt one. No. Not at all. They had seven punts. Uh, they scored on three of them. They missed one field goal. Two of them were at the end of each half. And one of them was that, which I did actually enjoy that, was seeing them completely fuck that up. Um, you know, with the time at the end of the, <laughs> the clock running. Firstly, the tight end didn't get out of bounds with the game that's played before. And then no. the second one, Tyreek Stevenson pushed him backwards out of bounds and that's the clock running and that's the end of the half. So that made me laugh. Um, but yeah, so there was the, and then the fumble. So that was their possessions. There was three scores, one missed field goal, one at the end of each half, obviously end of the game, they're just taking a knee and then the one for the, um, the turnover. Mm. So we never, we didn't force them to punt once, didn't get them off the field, uh, which is really disappointing. Because you know, yeah, we didn't seem to have that pressure. Um, they're a well-drilled team. They're you know they are they're a good side. They've got a stable system. They've got a stable stable coach. They've been there a few years, and this is why they've been able to have these players come in. Everyone talked. They are the youngest team in the NFL apparently, um, and yep. that's the difference. Is that they've got a stable coaching staff, a stable system. They can come in and they can just they know what they're going to run. The start the staff are on it. The coaches, you know, the coordinators, mm. they they know what they're doing. They've got their plan. They know how to adjust. They're experienced. And that showed that that made a difference to me. We didn't get enough oh. pressure. Um, that was disappointing. We were expecting more from that. 
Um, the one one sack we did get was pretty good from um, Demarcus Walker. He just literally drove the yep. tackle back into the QB, and you think, yeah, that's good play. But he uh, he kind of fades out mm -hmm. at the end of the game. I don't think he's got. I guess they won the time of possession. It was thirty-one minutes. They were our defense was on the field, so oh, yeah. uh, that made a difference. Obviously, you know, you, you need to try and get off the field, and they just couldn't. That was the problem. They just could not get off the field. Um, we said that Fields pressured fifty percent of the dropbacks. Uh, Love was twelve percent. So basically, seven times out of eight that he drops back into his passing, he's got as long as he likes to pick a pass. And when we play that zone all the time, which is again starting to piss me off, um, it just find oh, holes yeah. in it. You know, they just they, they run their routes, yeah. they know what they're doing, they find a hole, and they're just like that. You know, the end of the play or the end of the was it the fourth quarter? We got them pinned back two plays, they're in field goal range. It's like, Jesus, you know, yeah. what, what are we doing? Because they just did the old soft zone and they just find holes in it. They, you know, they know what they're doing. The, yeah. the trouble that Fields had problems when they were going man on man coverage on him. And they show, again, they mm. showed it in the coverage in the TV um, about the, the difference in his stats when it's coverage and man. And they didn't do the same. They didn't do the same to um, to, to love. They need to put him, let, give him some man coverage and hopefully just slow down. Get Don't let someone get open. You know, if you can keep your coverage tight, mm -hmm. then it gives your guys up front more time to get home. And that just didn't happen. So, um, yeah, it's just a really, really a poor game on the defensive side. Again, I noticed they had a lineman, um, Dexter it was this time, I think, dropping back into coverage. I just, words fail me. You know, if you've got players, players, yeah, players are good at what they do. But if they, 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 they are picked as like an offensive, a defensive lineman or a linebacker or a in the secondary for a reason, because of how fast they can move, yeah. their coverage skills, all these things, all the stuff they've learned, usually most of their footballing life, they've doing this, playing this position. Why yeah. would you, very top level, then make them do something else? So I, I just, it, it baffles yeah. me. I don't understand. I know, I know some might yeah. say, well, that's putting a wrinkle in, that's confusing them, giving them a look, and they're not expecting it. Well, they might not expect it, but they know that once they spot it, they've probably, well, I can just pass it a few yards yeah. further than I would have, and he, he's never going to catch it because he's not a linebacker. He's not Tremaine Edmonds. He's not yeah. one of our cornerbacks. Uh, the, the worst thing is, though, it's sort of like it's not the first time we try to do it this season. And when we did it before <laughs> yeah. against Cleveland, and their tight their tight scored. So, I yeah. mean, my, my sort of viewpoint about the defence is, is very similar to the points you brought up, Jason. I mean, a lack of pressure on the quarterback. I mean, I mean uh, you know, Love's, Love looked like he, you know, at the end of the game, looked like he had like a, a pristine, freshly washed <laughs> uniform. I don't yeah. think he actually ever ended up on his back throughout the, throughout the, uh, the game. I mean, I don't know no. what happened to Sweat. I mean, you know, he sort of had a real bad game. The, their running game absolutely carved us up the middle, which I'm really surprised because obviously we're like, you know, the, the best running defence in the league. And, you know, and Aaron Jones, like, he got like 111 yards against us and he was absolutely pounding the rock. Uh, also as well, I know he's the old man, but Eddie Jackson, mate, for fuck's sake, man. Come on. Yeah, man up. Tackle. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I know that. I know the goal. Yeah, he's a really, he's like the backfield general, and he gets everybody in position. But you have, you're a safety mate. You have got to tackle. Man up. You know what I mean? Man up and hit the guy. And I, you know, I just think with the, the, because um, I think it's something like 14 million. Well, be you know what he's earned next year or next season. Sorry. Uh, I, I, I just, I just don't see he's worth anymore, mate. To be honest with you, I think he had his day in you know, 2018, but I, it's just one of the things I hate is when people bottle out of contact. You're a professional NFL safety, mate. Your job is to tackle people. 
You know what I mean? And it's so it's it, it, it's one of the things that just annoys me so much. But I thought yeah. I thought Stevenson had a good game. I mean, he caused that yeah. fumble. Uh, you know, you know, and I think you know, I think he's really sort of got better throughout the season. You know, his rookie season, but. The linebackers played all right, but you know they still got they still let Aaron Jones run through them a few times. But it was just a lack of pressure, really. And also as well, it's like you mentioned, Jason, like the soft zones. You know, we're giving them like a cushion of ten or fifteen yards for their wide receivers, and all them long passes were down the middle of the pitch. Well, who's supposed to be down the middle of the pitch? Eddie Jackson. Where are you, mate? What are you doing? You know what I mean? So uh, it was just a lack of intensity throughout the team, really. And you know to say that. You know, Eva Plus, that's his strength as a defensive play caller. He just didn't call enough blitzes for me again. You know, everyone's super, super conservative. Like it was the first game we played them. And it was so disappointing because of how they've been playing over the last sort of six, seven weeks. It was like they reverted back to the start of the season. You know, and it was just all the way through. The, all the way through the, I mean, I think actually after about a couple of minutes of the game actually started, I was just thinking, we're not going to win this game. It just felt like they were really up for it. I know they were fighting for the playoff, you know, place. But in the, the day, it's a Bears and Packers game. It's the oldest rivalry in the NFL. If you're a Bears player and you can't get up for this game, then you should be playing for the Chicago Bears. Do you know what I mean? And I just think uh, I don't know if that's like how the coaches are with the players that we don't sort of fire them up or whatever. But absolutely, it was such a sort of just flat. You know, yeah. it was a so flat performance on defense, and it was so fucking annoying. It was so annoying because we know we've seen them play so much better. You know, yeah. and I thought, you know, it's like I just said, I think like Eva Plus really, he really sort of chickened out by by not sending more blitzes and trying to get pressure on Love because that guy, man, he would have stood there like a statue and he would have picking us apart all the way through that game. You know what I mean? And it, and it would have sort, it was embarrassing. I were embarrassed really. By that thought, I know we had to let him get 17 points, but it was just like, we didn't, you know, apart from that turnover, we just didn't show anything. We just didn't, you know, we just didn't show like that, that sort of intensity of pressure what we need, uh, you know, on opposition quarterbacks. So, yeah, I was uh, very sort of peed up about the, the defense because they've been our strongest unit and, um, you know, and they've been carrying our team for the last six weeks. And I know like not having Jalen Johnson, that probably had a massive effect on the defensive backs, you know, because, you know, he's a pro bowler. And you could tell that, I don't know if that sort of made the ones like a bit less confident because they've got the, you know, because he's like shutting down one side of the field. So I don't know if that sort of knocked a bit of confidence out the rest of the defensive backs. I thought the rookie... Who, who they put in to replace him had a you know, he had a really rough game and he ended up getting injured. But Smith. he looks he looks like you like yeah Smith sorry and he looks Trump, like you know like a little bit beyond him at the time yeah he looks a bit out of his depth but uh, very very sort of disappointing really. Uh, but we've got a new segment to be sure, um, and this <laughs> segment's called Jason's Stats Bomb. So I love to know. <laughs> Thanks for that, Shorty. Yes, it's my Jason because... stat bomb. Maybe I know you loved it last time uh, when I gave you that bit of nu little nugget that I found yeah. about um, the, well, uh, only the first 100-yard receiver. But I think 
we've had some discussion before about penalties, haven't we? Um, and we know everyone knows, don't they? There's only one team that hasn't had a single rough in the passer call all season, and that's us. I was fucking screaming at my television this weekend uh, with that hit that was not called. Uh, it's disgraceful. You know, when, when a guy has to go out of the game from an independent doctor who said, oh, that wasn't very good. He needs to come out of there. This, um, and they called it on commentary when it happened. The, the commentator said, Ooh. well, that's a flag. They'll call that nothing. So, yeah. So I started having a little look at some penalties. Um, oh, God, that was a rabbit hole. I tell you, I wish I hadn't done that. But anyway, <laughs> it's a stat bomb. Uh, it's, and it's the thing that hurts us is as is what I just said. So in terms of concession of penalties, I, the penalties that we give away, we are very average. We're right in the middle. The big thing that hurts us the most is that we have the lowest, the fewest number of penalties given to us per game this season of any team. Uh, four, just over wow. four. Yeah, no one has fewer penalties. No one's given fewer penalties than us. And I thought, is this a, is this a, a habit? Is what's going on with this, right? So, and I only look back. I only went back to last year, um, and last year we were fifth. Right, we had the fifth least penalty, fifth fewest penalties last season. And, and I thought, because you know that how things go out average, don't they? Average out over time. Yeah. You've got a large sample size. And I thought, maybe we're just going back to the, the mean, like everyone does. Over the course of a few seasons, you get a few different you know results. But everyone kind of sits in the middle. So last year, we had the fifth fewest penalties. Um, the four teams that were above us on in that score were the Chargers. So the, the Chargers, the Ravens, Dolphins and Rams had the fewer penalties than us last season. And we had the fifth fewest. This year... Um, they've been given the, the fifth, sixth, eighth, and 20th most penalties. So they've gone flipped up the other way, and now we're still down at the bottom there. Um, so we had the fewest penalties uh, this year, this season. Um, again, what we conceded was average. And when, so the, again, the differential between teams as well, you can find out. I got this from a, a website called nflpenalties.com, which is appropriate. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, and then what they do is they you can total up you can total up the uh, yards gained and lost through penalties for the whole season, and we had the worst by a mile differential. So the number of yards you're losing yeah. per game, yeah. when you add up the penalties you're given and the penalties that you give away, and of course we know that we mm. have the least given to us. Okay. So our differential mm. per game over the total of all the penalties given and received, we are losing 19 yards every game to penalties. If you add up what we get and what we wow. give away. The, the team that benefited the most from penalties were the Jaguars, and they got 18.65 yards added per game in penalties when you total up what they gave away and what they received. So the difference between us, who got the least, and the them who got the most, is nearly 40 yards a game. And it's the difference. It's like 10% That's of crazy. the Buffalo Bills' offense. 10% of the Buffalo Bills' offense is the what they the difference between us and the Panthers in terms of penalties? Are you following this? There's a lot of I'm just babbling. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so what that means was if you you're making sense. Okay, good. That's that's great. I'm glad to hear it. Um, so the difference between <laughs> what that means is where's my bit of paper? I wrote it down. Okay, so if you add those yards, if the, the, the differential between the worst and the best of the diff, the penalty penalty differential, put my teeth in, is the difference between being in yards per game on offense first or seventh in the league and the difference between being bottom of the league in offense and 26 so it makes a difference mm -hmm. of about six teams in in yardage that's what we are suffering mm -hmm. by the, the penalties that we're not being given um so mm -hmm. yeah that's my i think that's probably enough for my stat bomb of the week but honestly when you start digging into uh into penalties it's a bit mad uh 
and a that, bit you know what you know what jason though that that that's <laughs> fascinating mate that 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 because obviously that makes a massive difference in the game you know that that amount of yardage what we're losing fact, you know because of the penalties uh and especially if you're like you're in a tight game or you know you, you know and it's like you know yeah. it's like a, a bit of a balanced game and you know yeah. and i just i just cannot understand for the life of me how fields not had a personal foul penalty for him because that guy's it's just ridiculous and i don't know if it's because he's like a great runner so like the referees are treating him a bit different say somebody who's a bit more of a pocket passer on it um but again that's a common thing that people say well he's a running quarterback so once he starts on once he's off then people treat him as such well I can think of a certain guy who plays at Buffalo who people consider a running, a, a, a running quarterback. He's had six rough in the passer calls this season. So, yeah, yeah. Go figure. Yeah. yeah. And I really, I really think as well that, um, I really think that, that Eberfuss as well, at the time when, when Justin Fields got hit on that play, he really should have instantly got up to the referees and really started, you know, getting into their face about it. He did do it, but it was like about five or ten minutes after the play, which he leaves that sort of impact if he goes up to the guy. I mean, I mean, you know, that could have that sort of hit could have really hurt the guy. You know, he could he could have had a really bad concussion. He could have broke his neck. You know, and, and also as well, it would have sort of weird how he were out for one play and then he were back in again, and you know. So I don't really understand the procedure. You know, is that the right procedure the Bears went through, or did they just do it so you know they could get him back into the, the game quicker? So it was sort of like you know the, near the end of the game itself. Um, but yeah, I mean we just don't see we get any luck with, with penalties at all, and I don't know. Right. I can't put the finger on why, but I mean I do know that you know across the league itself, the referee has, has been absolutely terrible this year, uh, and it, it seems to be getting worse and worse. Um, you know, and like, you know, you can't believe that, you know, the most profitable league in the world, which is the NFL as a sporting league, has part-time referees. You mm. know, I mean, so these guys are lawyers or whatever they are. So, like, you know, once the football season's finished, they probably just go back to the normal jobs. Um, and surely they could, like, you know, give them a nice wage. And off-season, they could either be training up themselves or training the next sort of generation of referees. Because the standard of refereeing is absolutely terrible, especially with the technology what we've got as well, what they can use as well. It's, it seems to be so bizarre that so many players are getting missed or really poorly called. And uh, I know the game's a lot oh, quicker, but uh, <laughs> it shows it. Oh, don't, brother. Makes me don't do sick. it. Don't do it to us, Dan. Really now you've done it, yeah. Because look at that, you see, right? So that's people. I've had. I saw some comments because I was watching. I was watching. Um, you know, I looked at. I've watched some other podcasts and, and see some clips and stuff. Sure. And you get all these fucking Green Bay fans going on there. Well, what's he supposed to do? Become invisible? You watch that from the other, from the behind the the goal, the, the uh, end zone mm. angle. There, look, right. So just before that yeah. moment, Fields is when he Fields gets hit, his knee is on the floor. Now I know that if he's in the, if he's yeah. if he's on his way, something can happen about it. But he, you can see clearly, he's made absolutely no fucking attempt to try and avoid harm to the quarterback. You can mm. see he's actually he's looked right at him, and then he's lowered his shoulder into where his head's going to be. Yeah. So any yeah. fucking Packers fan coming on here saying that that no, he's not. Look at him; he's deliberately aiming his shoulder at his fucking head. Yeah. So 
this is yeah. this boils my piss, man, when this fucking happens because it's just so <laughs> deliberate. It's so fucking deliberate. Because and look, this, this is I say this is the middle of the season. That's going to put him out for the rest of the season. And they talk about yeah. the NFL talks about protecting players and all this stuff, and all these law changes. You're going to change the law. You need to fucking apply it to make sure these young men don't get yeah. hurt. If I was Justin Fields or a Justin Fields family, yeah. I'd be already compiling a, a, a set of clips and, and a file to hand to a fucking lawyer when he mm -hmm. starts getting problems. Because this is honestly, and I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm getting angry now because this, this oh, is yeah. what it, it, it really fucking grinds my gears. That this, they say they want to protect the players, yeah. they need to enforce the law. Um, that's yeah, it's for a shoulder contact ahead. It's an illegal hit. That's right in the rule book. Says uh, Walt, it's right. Yeah. It clearly is. And yeah. for me, it's like I remember I used to um, I refereed soccer. I played I played soccer for a long time uh, in between NFL. Uh, sorry, NFL. Jeez, I wish uh, American football. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. But yes, yeah, so, like, so when I finished playing, I started refereeing. So and I started, to, you know, to learn, you have to learn about the laws and protecting players and all the rest of it. Um, and it's and the thing is, you get players trying to explain themselves. Well, I, I blew up for a free kick. I give a yellow card because they've gone diving in, and they'll say, "Well, I never touched him." It said it doesn't matter. You've endangered that player because you're off the ground. You're out of control. Or you see a player. If a player gets hurt, then you've obviously not done enough as the other player to protect them. So. If a guy's gone out and been called out of the game, Fields is called out of the game by an independent doctor that saw it and went, well, we need to check him. That means that there's foul, there's been foul play because someone has done something not to... I know that sometimes contact happens. You know, it could have been a perfectly legal tackle and they end up going backwards and hitting their head, but that clearly wasn't. And to to go back to... I'm going to... You started me off now. But to talk about the, another one that, again, I really <laughs> right, right. one was to go back to the Cleveland game, the Hail Mary at the end of the first half when uh, Fields launched it and he got fucking taken out and there was no flag. Mm -hmm. The next week, funny old thing, the Packers played Carolina Panthers and it was about, I think it was 6.40 on the clock left in the first half and exactly the same play because they showed it, you know, the TV cameras are always placed in the same parts of the mm -hmm. field. It was exactly the same. They're looking from the back of the defender. Love throws the ball, two steps, bang, he's hit, flag appears. And I, if I yeah. had access to that tape, yeah. I would put them side by side i'd have those two clips running side by side and it looked exactly the same and one of them was called and one of them wasn't now i don't want to start getting into conspiracy theories and put my tin foil hat on but when we got the fewest calls <laughs> in yardage per game this year and the same again like previous year yeah. something started to stink i just and it just started to get on my nerves yeah. um but yeah i was gonna stop I mean, I mean, I, blood vessel I'm, no 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 I mean, all the points you made, man, were well, completely valid. I mean, I just, I just, I just think it's because Fields is such an athletic guy and he's such a great runner that I think that I think I think the referees forget that he's the quarterback. And the, and the worst thing is as well is like I, I've seen some Packer comments as well going, well, you know, he only he slides at the last second. He slides too late. Well, not on that play, mate. Oh, that's yeah. it. Yeah, oh, he slides too late. Well, that 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 be all. If he slides, all you got to do is touch the guy down. You know, yeah. and that, then the player's dead, and that's it. You'd have to go in, and also turn your turn your head back as well, so you can't yeah. see which you know. Like, your shoulder, you're out of control. You're literally aiming your yeah. You're yeah. out of control, and yeah. I don't, I know, and I don't know. It must be so interesting to sort of. I know, like I know what the Bears should do as well, and I think they actually do do this. Um, they should like they should actually send the NFL to you know the NFL <laughs> offices in New York. They should send them all the clips of the no calls. And service is getting ridiculous, man. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because just all the stats you've gone through, it just seems weird. Yeah, it just seems so weird. And 
I'm not into conspiracy theories and all that rubbish, but I think a lot of it's to do with um, that a referees see quarterbacks still like the wars like 20, 30 years ago, where they were just, you know, drop back passes, statues in, in the uh, in the pocket. Well, you know, that, that that's changed now. The new breed of quarterback, a lot of them are dual purpose quarterbacks. You know, they can run and they can pass as well. And you've got to protect these guys, man. I mean, some of the hits he's took this year, I mean, I know he's into what from a hit, it, it, how he fell back from a tackle, but some of the hits and some of the hits he took last year, uh, and actually, all the hits he's took actually since he's been playing for the Bears. I mean, the first game he played for the Bears against the Cleveland Browns, he got oh. absolutely hammered. It and did. some of them hits were so late, it were ridiculous. And I, I don't think it's, I'm not, you know, I just, I just think it's down to Fields being uh, a great athlete and, 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 and the referee to say, no, oh, well, he can take it because he's like a good runner. And that, that, that's, that's not good enough anymore, really. Right. And I do really feel like the Bears really need to bring that up. And this, yeah, this is another one as well, with Cole Clement, which, which we mentioned yeah. as well. We mentioned this one too, didn't we? In the pre-game, because I talked about this yeah. at the time. I was watching it. And, uh, you know, yeah. and immediately I went, well, that's helmet to helmet. The guy's vulnerable. He's, he's looking over his shoulder. Mm. And before, you know, back in the old days, like the 80s, we'd they would have cut him in half. You know, Gary Fenzik would have absolutely crippled a, a, a tight end doing that. He would have <laughs> cut him into two, right? Which was, uh, yeah, that was the yeah. time. At the time, that's how we played football. But this, this again, was helmet to helmet. because the guy, And he's vulnerable. He's come round. And Cole yeah. Komet is a big lad. To just put, you know, to take it. Because he was not ready for that hit. Because he was looking over his shoulder, got the ball. And then as he turns, boom, there's a helmet and hit him in the head. And I thought, oh, that's dodgy. Yeah. That was helmet to helmet. Are they going to call that? And then a few after that, they cut to the studio on Sky Sports, and Phoebe Schechter's there saying, "Oh, look how the game's changed! Look, what a good play that was by the defender because he he didn't really you know hurt him; he just pushed him." I thought, "Are you watching the same fucking game as me?" So I, it was it was it hit yeah, because yeah, yeah, a vulnerable player yeah, was turning around. Yeah, I mean, he made the excuse like he went in with his shoulder, you know, went in with his hands like that. But it, but it, going like that, he still made contact with the head. He yeah. still made contact with his helmet, with, with, with Komet's helmet. So yeah. regardless of what position your arm's in, it's leading with the head. You know what I mean? It's like you said, Jason, Komet's a big unit, man. And for him to yeah. go down like that, it, you know, you could tell it was a high hit. And it's yeah. just the inconsistency with the referee. And I think it's just, it's really, it's really ruining the sport, I think, to a point. Because it's, it's like you say, some teams seem to get away with a lot of things where other teams don't. Uh, and I think, I mean, I, you know, I don't believe in conspiracies and I don't believe inside jobs, but there just seems to be, there just seems to need to be a lot more sort of evenness with the refereeing standards because you see, we get some crews who are absolutely terrible. Like, mm. you know, and it's happened not just to us, like Detroit, where they had that fast when they were playing against the Dallas Cowboys right there in the game. Well, I mean, what the fuck are that about, man? And yeah. uh, it's just, it's just like, you know, if you can't trust the, the referees, to, to sort of, you know, put the law out how it should be then. It's just uh it's just gonna make the game more and more sloppy and, and it's just gonna make, it's just gonna turn people off watching it because people are gonna start thinking, oh is this is this all a scam now and you know mm. is you know is it worth watching and also as well it, it's just it's the player safety as well. You know, these guys, the average sort of NFL careers like what, four, four years? Three years, and if you get like a real bad concussion, that which could like lead to you 
being sort of receptive to getting a lot of concussions in the future, oh, that could be the end of your career. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. at some point you got to think, I can't keep playing because I could, you know, in 20 years' time, this could really affect my health. Yeah. So I really think the referee's got to step up. I think the league needs to sort of step up the refereeing. Um, and it's just, uh, it's just a sad, fa- it's just a sad thing to say, uh, to see, really. And I just, mm. I just don't understand how come it's got so bad. Or, I, I know the game's a lot quicker, but end of the day, it's still the same game. And uh, yeah. you know, a lot of things have changed. It's like you said, Jason, in the eighties, like you know, people like like Ronnie Law, you know, we would have been going, yeah, that's an awesome hit. But yeah. obviously, they changed it now for a reason yeah. because people yeah. are getting hurt. It's understandable, uh, and, and we all yeah. want to see the stars play. So, like, I can understand the rule changing, but it's got to be enforced evenly through the league, and it just doesn't feel like it's been done. It doesn't feel like every crew's on the same level, and it's so so disappointing, man. Uh, and that that was one of the things that sort of really sort of pissed me off through the season is is mm. the, the standard of refereeing throughout the league and especially for the Bears and especially for Justin Fields as well because what more can they get? I mean I've seen him I can remember I can't remember which game it was but I mean I can remember he got absolutely hammered and he, he, he actually went to the referee and went are you going to do something about that that's, that, that was it sort of shrugged him off yeah that was the yeah. Cleveland game that was the Hail Mary. That was the Hail Mary at the end of the first half in the Cleveland game. Because uh, I remember seeing yeah. it because the guy laid him out. Roshan Johnson was he was in the shot and he was like going that, going, what the hell? Yeah. You know? yeah. And then Fields got on, went to the referee and he spent, he's just going, staying to him. Well, he obviously explained why I didn't think it was a late hit. So, oh dear. Oh dear. So I, just, yeah, I want to get off this subject because again, I can feel it rising in my stomach. It makes me so <laughs> mad. Um, I want to switch entirely. Well, That's I, what think, I, I think as well. I'm going to switch entirely to something that happened this, this season, right? And I want a, a massive shout out uh, to this player who I think is a disgrace that he's not in the in the the, um, the Pro Bowl. He's not a Pro Bowler. Is TJ right, Edwards? Well. TJ Edwards, 153, oh, yes. 153 yes. tackles this season, um, third third highest in the season, uh, and he's passed Brian Erlacher as the, in that position uh, as for the most tackles in, in a bear by a season. Mm. Um, so well done to him. I think it's a disgrace that he's not in the Pro Bowl because he's, you know, forced yeah. fumbles. And and I, I th- yeah, yeah. I think as well. I think I think DJ Moore. I think he, he would deserve a, a Pro Bowl uh, place as well. And I mean, I know I know a lot of that sort of goes. If you know, if you have a winning team, you know, if you're in a team what's losing, then you know you don't get yeah. as many players put forward to the Pro Bowl. But like, you know, DJ Moore's had an outstanding season. TJ Edwards has had an absolutely amazing season. Um, and he just, like you say, when you look at him compared to the other linebackers in the league, he's like yeah. top three for tackling. Yeah. So yeah. How, can he, how can he not be in the, pro, I mean, in the Pro Bowl? I mean, I know the Pro Bowl means, I mean, it's not even a game anymore now, is it? But they're no, no. like stupid like yeah. little games in shorts. Um, so I know the actual event itself has, has, has been watered down, but it's still a privilege to be called so up to be a, a Pro Bowl yeah. player. And it's, it's going to help your career. It's going to help you get more money. Um, and I, yeah, TJ Edwards and I were exactly the same. Jason, I was thinking, how, 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 how come this guy hasn't been picked up? And how come this guy hasn't been going to the Pro Bowl? But maybe because it's the Bears, it's the Bears records that we didn't have a winning season and that, that might go against you know the voting. But uh, right, so what we're going to do is, because obviously we've got no game to sort of preview. We haven't. Let's, let, let's, let's move on to uh, what, what could happen in the off-season? Oh, no. What we'll do is first, actually. Sorry, sorry Jason. What we'll do first is we'll, we'll sort of have a little quick review uh, review of the season so far. 
I mean, my, my thoughts of the season was that we started off horrendously. We didn't seem to be ready for the games. We lost the first four games. Uh, the team looked completely unprepared. I know we had a lot of guys injured, so, you know, that's like even for us to say. But, the, I mean, the good thing about the season is that obviously the defence got turned around. We had that winning streak of five games, which is really positive. Um, but, yeah, what was your feeling about, about the season overall? I mean, I, I feel quite sort of mixed about, you know, uh, you know, it's been great this last sort of six weeks, but the you know the first sort of four games, if we'd have performed better than the first four games, then you know we might have been in that playoff race proper this time. Yeah, for sure. Oh, well, there's so many ifs and buts, isn't it? Like everything, really. And that's the thing I've noticed looking at a lot more of these um, these things that you know this season, especially for this now doing the show, it's yeah. like I started looking more and more into the sort of details. Is the gaps between teams isn't really that much and i know that it's it's fine it's really fine margins you know it's like pj says it before on their on their thursday night show hasn't he said it's about the details it's the getting the little bits right yeah and and like to swifty's mentioned in his uh in his last show was about the and everyone's noticed it was sending um trent taylor to block rashawn gary for a, a running play around the outside you want you want five foot was he five foot 875 pounds to block one of the biggest pass rushes in the league um yeah, yeah. Like, you couldn't have put Mercedes Lewis in there, maybe, or you know, it's like sending tiny yeah. little Trent Taylor to go and block this monstrous. He's like a hundred pounds heavier than him. You know, it's like yeah. just yeah. stupid things like that. So it's these tiny things, like adding, you know, and that's what you said before. Even there's so many little pieces that go into it, so many small parts that have mm -hmm. to come together, um, which is why you have to build more of the team, you know, around it all. And there's you need the little things to go your way. Sometimes it's luck with injuries. It's, it's such you know there's so many pieces that have to come together to make a winning season and mm. any given Sunday and we've seen some big shocks this year you know we saw some you have some real ups and downs and that's, this has been a season of full of those I think for more so I feel than than um than, than usually I don't know for, to me it's how it feels anyway but you know with some crazy games yeah. um with, with blowouts from different you know different teams scoring whatever like you know Miami destroyed uh, Denver and Denver beat Kansas City and then you know all these kind of like weird results you know so the it's on any it is the, you know cliche the any given sunday and it really annoyed yeah you're right that they didn't come into the season ready um i think you need to i don't like the idea of resting your your star players you know your first team for the too much of pre-season because you want them getting in their stride you want them getting into their stride yeah. and we and that's the big difference isn't it we turned up on that day one and green bay looked so much more prepared than we did and you know it's just it was pretty poor um, and it's yeah, it's mm -hmm. kind of like fine. It's fine margins. It's those little things. The three we talk about how close we would have been. And to, to be fair, having had a, an own four start to a season, to be in with the shout of the playoffs, as, as slim as it was, like Mike, really tiny, tiny, thin, slim chance of the playoffs going into week seventeen. You know, two games to go. Mm -hmm. That shows kind of how they turned it around, which is why it's probably even more disappointing yeah. that uh, the way it ended. You know, so um, mm -hmm. yeah, it was a, a pitiful start. Uh, followed by a hell of a run in the middle of the season with a big turnaround, mm -hmm. a great signing, obviously, in Montez Sweat, who has now, I think, first time in, in NFL history, led two teams in sacks at um, yeah. defense. Yeah. So, a fair play to him. We know all know it's, you know, everyone knows the difference he's made, which is why we now need someone on the opposite side, you know, to, to really help mm -hmm. complete that sort of that front four. Um, again, we're talking yeah. about, we've got, we have got all off season. Uh, to talk about the you know the draft and free agency and stuff, so we I'm sure we will at some point have a bit of a show about just chatting mm -hmm. about that. But 
Um, but yeah, oh, this the season, it's, it's been a roller coaster, man. It's been, um, and oh, another shout out mm. to to Cairo, um, has scored the most, they've got the most, most field goals in the season. But he beat Robbie Gould's record of 33 now. With 30, we've got 35 mm. this year, so uh, well done to him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there are positives, yeah, there's still a so lot they, to be positive for, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, I mean, I was just gonna say, Jason, I mean, how, how far off do you think the Bears are? Because I, I think it showed a lot on the game on Sunday how far we are from, from competing against decent you know opposition. I know, I know we beat Detroit, Don Burr, and we should have beat you twice. Um, <laughs> but like I don't you know, and you're gonna be out the first game of the playoffs, so you can go fuck yourself and get out of our channel. Uh, but like um how far do you think we are? Do you think we're like just a couple of players away, or do you do you think we need a complete rebuild, like a new head coach. You know, we all know Mr. Shorty likes. I think somebody called Harper. I think Shorty You're really right. likes this guy called Harper for some reason. I've never heard of him as well, Jason. So, uh, what you know, what 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 would you like to see happen regarding? Because I think really it's what it's what the decide with the coaching is going to sort of <laughs> entail what we're going to do with the um, <laughs> with a draft. You know what I mean? If obviously if, if they. You know, if they get rid of all the coaches, then that might mean like we might draft different, or we might get a quarterback and let Fields go, or if they keep even Fluss, uh, does that mean we're going to keep Fields? So, I mean, what what would your sort of preferable option be? Oh bloody hell! I think well, as we said, I think we had a quick brief chat with him, we were shorty in the in the pre-show that with the way it ended, I mean, we I'll say an earlier episode we said, and I you know I said perhaps controversially that if they kept mm. winning, then you probably keep them keep potentially keep all of them, you know, um, which, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe, uh, yeah, perhaps we could. Good idea. But not the way it ended. I think the way the season has now has finished, um, and I know you can't – and it isn't just one game that has changed my mind. It's Because you have to look at the whole body of work. What you're looking at is momentum and you, how they build upon that and what they do about it and you know, knowing how to go into the season. Um, is that, that result at the weekend – well, not the result, the performance at the weekend – has basically, to me, it's put everything back on the table. So, and whatever it is, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. The only one thing that would surprise me, and I'd be pretty horrified, is if Getty came back. I think he's done, um, because mm. we, I'm now sick of him going backwards. Let's say I was, I was hoping, mm. I was hoping that he, he might be making progress. Because, like I say, because you can't, you can't just let them su- let us all suffer, um, and then when they start to get better, get rid of them. So, I, yeah, I need a bit of patience. And that's mm. sometimes the problem is you need, you need to just. Mm. Be patient, but oh, you know, two years of that, um, and I know it was a tear down. I understand all these things that have gone together, but the way the way it's ended, mm. I think everything's back on. So when I, I mm. listening to to Shorty and talking with the other Dan yesterday, uh, I kind of like I see completely see the point of of bringing Harbour in. Yeah, you know, um, mm. I looked, I looked at his record. You know, I looked at his uh, at his record uh, for, as a coach, and he does as, as Shorty said it. He's won wherever he's gone. You know, and the link with Ka- Kaepernick and the similarities to Fields. You think, mm. you know, because to me, to my mind, is the, the the opportunity to of what we can build. Polls have said he'll build through the draft, so the opportunity to get so much draft mm. capital from this number one pick, um, so much draft capital. So you could field another chance mm. with with Harbour. And this is I'm, again, I'm not saying this is what I want to happen. I'm not saying it'd be the best thing, but I'm saying it just <laughs> makes sense that you you t- trade that number one mm. pick, you get extra draft picks for the, in the first round for the next perhaps two years. There's a scenario where you can have even, mm. even have three, three first round picks next year. Um, and, and then potentially more in the following year. It depends who you trade with and, you know, you know, gotta be mm. smart. 
but and I think Poles is. So there's a potential where we could have a whole pot bucket full of first round picks for the next two seasons mm. after this one. So we could mm. bring Harbour in, a guy who knows how to use a quarterback like that. And again, I'm not saying this is what I want to happen. I'm just saying the logic that, that for short you were saying made sense to it's me. Yeah, not exactly. And it and it mm. would, you know, I can see the point. And the problem is this is why because mm. we're so there's so many different pieces that have gone wrong. So we're, we're nothing is set. And because of that, that's why we're all arguing amongst mm. ourselves, Bears fans, is that we, mm. I think we should do this. Mm. I don't, and it, if you listen to someone's case, generally, most of them, you kind of think, well, I can see why you're saying that. So, and that's the yeah. problem is you know, yeah. there's no definite way to go, which would be easy if we knew we just had one or two pieces missing. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but yeah, the question marks over the coach, the fields, the talent on the team, it's just, oh yeah. Mm. So oh, yeah, I, I kind of think that would, Build through the draft, get a halt, a haul, um, and then next year, if Fields really doesn't work out with more talent from this draft mm. and off season, then perhaps you think, well, okay, Jim, to, uh, to hope, Coach Harbour, who do you want as quarterback? And by the way, we've got extra yeah. first round picks. If you want to trade up and get someone you really like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you know, who's who's to say? I, I, I'm I'm just a fan, yeah. mate, just like you. So I don't yeah. know. I'll, it's going to be crazy off season. Uh, I mean, my sort, my sort of thoughts really. I mean, regarding Harbour, it's, I, I, I mean, he's a winner. You know what I mean? Like, I look at, you know, I mean, I, I was sat there this, this afternoon. I was thinking, can I really vision Eberflus taking the Bears to a Super Bowl? And I just can't, I just can't see it. I can see him like maybe having like a great season, and then it just sort of dropping off after that. Um, but I just, I just, I just. I like I like Dan's Dan's you know go big or go home sort of thing and I, I do I do understand that but I do see the other side of the equation where you know this coach staff has doubled the wins you know the defense has got better but it's the offense and the off you know the offense has not made the strides we're all hoping this season and yeah. you know, Jim, Jim Alborg you know is is an offensive guy you know he's he's a Bears ex player. You know, he's you know he's he's um you know he looks up to Mike Dicter as you know that's what he wants to be. I know people say this is like his you know he's sort of um, the job he's always wanted is to be a head coach in the Bears. And like yeah. I know a lot of people go, well, he's a bit you know he's a bit crazy and you know he does things in a different way. But I quite like that because sometimes you just need somebody to ruffle the feathers. And yeah. I also feel like sometimes if we keep Eberflus, so we just accept the mediocrity. I went, you know, maybe, maybe we should just go big and take a swing of it. Because look at look at the results we've had over the last three years. What what are we going to be losing? We're not losing like we're not we're not a team what's right there to play us. You know, we've still got a long way to go. And you know, when you look at like the amount of games we've lost compared to the amount of games we've won over the last two years of even plus, it's <clears> it's <throat> terrible. You know, mm. I know I know we got rid of a lot of talent and they were stripping it down, but end of the day. Results are results. It's a result business. That's that's what it's all about. Is winning games against that Super Bowl. So yeah, yeah I'm like you, man. I think I think this off season is going to be really, really interesting. I think a lot crazy. of people's careers mm. is going to be on the line during this off season. But I do know that Getz has got a go, mate. Regardless if you keep him with us or not, that dude's yeah. got a go because I feel like he's he's holding fields back. I don't feel. Fields really has had any decent real coaching since he's been been at the Bears. I really do. You know, Nagy wanted to sit in Nagy, and then he puts him in Nagy puts him in game situations. What what's like when he first that first game against Cleveland? Sorry, mm. you know, he would have he would have he was running the scheme like he were Andy Dalton. 
you know, and he's not Anthony Dalton, Andy Dalton, and he got absolutely murdered. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, I can understand as well the argument of you know having some consistency, not always having a changeover every two years, because you know all mm. you're doing is putting another coach in, and then if that don't work out, you, you know you flip you flip flopping all the time. But yeah. maybe this is the opportunity to get somebody like Arbon and just go. But let you know because I know like a lot of people say, well, the McCaskies, you know, they don't like him as a person or whatever. Well, maybe the McCaskies got to put got to put this part away and realize that business is business, and it's about getting them the you know the most wins for the Chicago Bears. And if our board does it, then awesome. You know, I mean, I I know I just want to coach what's been there, done it, and prove that he's a winner. You know, and even plus I know he's learning, and I, I always thought it was absolutely ridiculous that. You know, they brought in like Evil Plus as a head coach, he'd never done it before. They brought in an offensive coordinator who'd never been an offensive coordinator in the NFL before. They brought in a, a, an off, you know, a, D, a D offensive coordinator who'd never done it before, a new GM. And I just kept thinking, this is not adding up to like, for, for, to me, for like a quick turnaround for the Chicago Bears. And you've got all these people learning on the job. And it, it's the sort of industry where you can't do that. You just don't have that time because it's, such a short season it's only 17 games yeah, it's crazy. nothing compared to like british it's not compared to british sport where even like rugby the play you know well into the 30 game mark you know soccer play 40 odd games so like you've already got these 17 games so you don't have time like like we did at the start of the season losing four games in a row so i yeah. just find i just i i'm sort of like stuck in the middle really because i can see both sides of the argument yeah. but um I just like I like winners. I like people who won it. He's just won a national championship, you know, in a college game, and uh, and he's won in the NFL. And he won, a, you know, he played for the Bears for six years. And I just think if it's just out of personalities, I just think that's so sort of unprofessional. If that's getting in the way of, of him getting a job at the Chicago because people don't like his personality, I couldn't give a shit about his personality. If he if he wins, who cares? You know what yeah. I mean? Mike Dicta put a lot of people's backs up in the eighties, but he won a winner. You know what I mean? And we should have won more Super Bowls in the eighties. We should have been like the 49ers won the eighties. We should have been that dynasty. But they made some bad decisions by letting players go on the defense, like Wilbur Marshall, etc. So yeah. I can see both sides of the story. And it's also it's like how much longer we're gonna wait for, for things to change. Maybe this is the moment, you know. If we do get this guy, and it work, this could this could work out, you know what I mean? Rather than being overly conservative and just plodding on, but I can see both sides. I'm so glad I'm not making that decision because you know, <laughs> I, I, you know, there's been numerous times I've been sat there going, "Well, yeah, I, I think I, I can see that. Yeah, I can see, like you said, Jason, I can really see that sort of side of the argument, and you know, I can see the progression the teams made. But then I keep thinking, but what are we really losing by changing things? We're not winning." enough mm. games to get us to where we want to go so why not make the change you know like you say jason we've got all this like track capital coming up maybe for the next couple of years if we can you know pause keeps trading i just i just think i hope it just it down to people's egos which is stopping something like this happening because that would be so unprofessional and such a you know it'd be such a bad thing to happen to the bears but um yeah it's just gonna be and also as well i think as well who they decide to bring in his coach, you know, he's going to make a massive difference about Justin Fields as well. You know, if they if they get rid of everybody, then does that mean they're going to get rid of Justin Fields? So they start with a 
a new quarterback with a new offensive coordinator, or are they going to get rid of everybody and keep Fields? It's such a, there's so many sort of different sort of things what need to line up to make it a success. And uh, I just yeah. think this offseason is going to be absolutely fascinating. And uh, I think really this, this offseason, the decisions what are going to be made could affect the Bears as a franchise for the next five or six years. I really do, positive yeah. or negative. Agreed. Yeah, because so you can't. Do we? Yeah. Go on. Go on, yeah, I was gonna. I was just the thing is because it takes time to build these players, and you, you know, you because of the salary cap, because of the um, you, they talk about the window, don't they? Once you get into the window of the your Super Bowl window, you know, you've spent time building this team up, building this franchise, because you because you're limited. You can't you can't just throw money at it, buy all the stars, and win the league. That's not how it works. You have to time and your contracts, and this is the, this is the way the clever GMs do it. Is they get people on good deals, and then, you know you you have to build a team with all the pieces for good for the right money, and you can't keep. I think I've already I've already read somewhere about that the 49ers are kind of starting to feel the pinch of the salary cap now because they've built this superstar team, mm. and they they can't they're not going to be able to hold on to them. I mean, it's why it's why Washington had to get rid of Chase Young and, and Montez Sweat That's because right, they, yeah. they couldn't yeah. afford to pay all four of that front. Defensive front, top money. You can't, you can't do it. You can't spend half your budget on four players. So you have this window, and that's what I worry about a little bit. As you know, this is a paranoid Bears fan that we're building this defense into what <laughs> is going to be a championship defense. It's not far off. Say one, one edge, no, no. you know, one edge rusher, a new safety, and uh, you know, a couple of other pieces, perhaps you know, defensive tackle, or just you know, just some some cover, another cornerback maybe, and that that is not far off. So we can. I think it's going to fo- focus on the offense on this off season because obviously that's where we're falling short. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that this is why you kind of um, you build all the pieces and don't keep throwing all of it out together. I think they won't. You're right. They won't get rid of. They won't. I don't think they're going to get. To me, I don't know. Maybe they will. I, again, I don't know. I don't know. It's doing my head in already. That's but to get, to get all the coaches and fields, and you're bringing in a new quarterback, a new head coach, a new offensive coordinator. I mean, seriously, you know. This is the players clearly love Justin Fields. They love playing for him. So, and I know that that doesn't mean that you have to keep him regardless. But at the same time, if you're going to get rid of all the coaching staff, are you then going to sort of undermine a lot of the locker room um, sort of camaraderie too? You know, it's it's such a fine line between success and failure in this in this department. And I mean, I trust Poles. I really yeah. think we're lucky. We've got. I th- I think he's a great general manager. And again, I've not really seen much about him and and Kevin Warren work together. Um, I think didn't Kevin yeah. Warren have a bit of an issue with uh, Jim Harbaugh when he was in in, in college? But again, this is, if, we're all, if we're all grown ups and we want success for the Bears, then this kind of stuff needs to be put. Up. You need to be a bigger man and yeah. say, actually, that was in the past. Let's just get on with it. You know, I, I trust you. Then this is yeah. where you have the chats. You know, um, you, you have to get in the same room and you just talk it out. And because you have to sometimes just mm. say what your differences are. You've got to be upfront and honest to each other. And that's that's part of the interview oh, process in my book. You've got to understand the, the man you're working with next to you, um, and just to, mm-hmm. to know what they what they believe, what their you know passions are, what their values are, how they think they their future is. Um, so and uh, yeah, and whether it can work. And I think you've just got to sort of big enough to say, yeah, that's in the past, but I think I like what you bring to the table, and I'm willing to work mm-hmm. with you. And you just have an honest and, and frank um, relationship and. That's what I'd love to see. So, and I kind of think, I think partly I agree kind of with Shorty that it feels a bit like if we miss out, and again, you shouldn't be making decisions for the franchise like this. If you miss out on a hardball this year, you'll go to the to the Chargers maybe, or 
you know, and you miss out on yeah. potentially something that could be franchise altering. But like you say, this is there's just mm. so much to think about. It blows my mind. And anyone who thinks mm. they know the answer is Mark. basically full of, full of shit because you don't. Because oh, there's yeah. so many pieces. Someone go, oh, just get Kelly Williams and what? So he's going to be brilliant. Is he being pressured fifty percent of his dropbacks like Fields was last week? You think that? <laughs> yeah. You think you know? It's just there is no straight answer. Like yeah. So I mean, I think as well. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I like what you're saying, Jason. I, I want the bear to sort of investigate every situation, every pr prospect coach. I, I like you know people are going you know over the last two days. How come we not heard anything about Getsy? How come we not heard anything about Eberflus? I don't mind the way. I just want the Bears to do a fuller job about about who's going to be the right guy for the jobs. Yeah. That's all I'm bothered about. And if it, you know, if it take, I know they got to make like an end of, state, end of year statement before the end of this week, uh, like a presser. But you know, the the, the season they finished two days ago. You know mm. what I mean? So like, I don't mind them taking time on fields. I don't mind them yeah. taking a bit of time on the coaching because. This is all. This is all franchise changing decisions. Do you know what I mean? And it's sort of it, it's the decisions what what could affect the club for a long, long time coming. So I, yeah. I, I'm quite patient in waiting for the decisions to be to be made, really, because I'd rather them take a bit of time rather than just rushing it just for like you know what the public want. Because the public are well, we're not always right. We don't. We, you know we think we know what we're on about, but we're, we're not idiots. there. We're not in the offices. <laughs> we're, not, we're idiots. We're meatheads. But we're not yeah. in the locker room. We're not in the trading fields. We're not. We're not in the front office. Do you know what I mean? We 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 think we know how things work, but we don't. We do, and we don't sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, I just think it's going to be absolutely fascinating this off season. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's just it's just been one of them seasons where it's been really sort of dramatic and sort of you know pulling on your heartstrings, especially at the start of the season. I was so sort of. You know, upset and sort of deflated. You know how we first started in four games, and you know I just wanted to get rid of everybody. And it was so nice to see some sort of improvement. Like you know, I do feel like the coaches are improving the players, which I, I never felt Nagy really sort of got round to doing. Really, oh, you said it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> God, can't believe it, man. We nearly went. We nearly went over an hour without mentioning the ball fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so what we'll do is we'll uh we'll wrap the show up. Um yeah, we're definitely gonna come back in the off season at some point, you know, either after the draft or you know, if there's some sort of big news what comes on over the next sort of couple of weeks, we'll definitely do a show, Jason. Um yeah. and I, on a personal level, I just wanna I just wanna sort of thank everybody who got me to Chicago this season, really. It was a it was a, an experience I'll I'll never forget and uh you know, everybody was so generous with the time when I was there and people who put money towards it and Dan who, you know, Dan's, Dan's like the best friend now. We're like brothers and I met so many cool people over in Chicago and the experience absolutely amazing. So I just want to thank everybody, you know, on BCP who, who helped me get to Chicago and, you know, meeting PJ and meeting Foster in person was just awesome. And, you know, and it was just, get, it was just so nice sort of, you know, I speak to people face to face who so I've done shows for over two years. Uh, and it was like one of the best experiences of my life. And uh yeah, I hope you get the, I hope you get that chance to come to Chicago and uh I get to soldier field, Jason, because it is it's it's something what stays with you, man, because it's yeah. uh 
you know, I don't know if you like me, I never thought I'd actually get there, you know what I mean? For certain reasons in my life, I never thought I'd ever get there. And just, just when you're there and you're surrounded by fellow Bears fans, especially us in the UK where, you know, the NFL is a minority sport, you know, compared to soccer and rugby and cricket and athletics or whatever. But it's such nice of actually being the home of the sport and... Um, it's uh, it's been an absolute joy. Yeah, that's what the aim is, Jason. I'm I'm gonna get back over for uh, for Dan's fiftieth at the end of the season. So uh, Let's do it. Yeah, be absolute, <laughs> I mean that be, that'd be amazing if we got there at the same time. Even if we don't, you you you'd have an absolutely awesome time. And I show a lot of the guys who live in Chicago and, and meet up with you and show you the ropes and, and and all that sort of thing. So just from a personal. Uh, a personal sort of side of it. I just want to thank everybody for that because uh, it was just one of the best times of my life, and you know, you know and to uh, actually get get onto the field itself as well. That was that was all down to Lynn Hayden who who uh, sent letters to the Bears and, and, and to the TV channels and, and and stuff like that. And meeting Cliff as well. That was just absolutely awesome. Mm-hmm. Beating his mate Curtis in drinking competitions. That was awesome as well. Apart from the day after, I were absolutely dying on my ass. That, that was the only downside of it. But uh, yeah, it was just, it was just awesome, and, and I um, I really hope you you know you get the chance to go, uh, Jason, because uh, I've been to the Wembley games, you know the you know the regular season games, and it still felt like you know it were British people pretending to be Americans, and it wasn't on the it on the same scale as when you go to an actual no, no, no. NFL game in America. So I really dearly hope you you, uh, you get to. Uh, Get to, get to a game next season, and it'd be even better if I were there with you, mate, because that would be absolutely awesome. So, uh, that's just my little shout out, uh, regarding this season. I don't know, is there any few more you want to add at all, Jason? Uh, not really, no, just making me jealous, obviously. Uh, yeah, I know we know the new, the new stadium, <laughs> the new stadium's in the offing, and I just I want to definitely get to Soldier Field before they go from there. Yeah, um, it's where I know the Bears, you know, from and playing there. and you know, yeah, just it's just soldier field, isn't it? So yeah, I want to go. You've got to go. So yeah. I will. I'm, I'm saving up already. Got a few trip, you know, other little holidays planned. Sure whatever. But definitely, uh, I'm already saving the pennies up to, to and get over there. It'd be an absolute blast to get out for Shorty's birthday. Um, my 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 partner's birthday is in December as well, though. So that maybe tri- I'll have to do some get, some get some points in the bank for that one, or, or bring it with me. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. But um, but that would be that would be amazing, yeah, to be able to go out and uh, yeah, if we could do it at the same time, it'd be awesome. But I'd love to go and meet all these guys in person oh, and uh, have a beer with them, and uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But um, yeah, just thanks for, for the show. Well. Thanks for doing the show, yeah. mate. It's just, it's just, it's just suggested it. Excuse me. After you know, I went on the main show, um, which and was a bit nervous about it, but it's been fun. You know, it's good to chat. Um, I'd like to I wish we had a bit more time to go through some of the questions in the chat, but maybe that we can do that another time. But I think, yeah, well, over the off season, we'll get together. Hmm? Go ahead, mate. Yeah, no, no, Jason, if there's some questions you'd answer, I mean, I'm not in a rush, so if there's, if there's anything in chat you want to go through, then please, please go, let's do it. I think there wasn't, uh, oh, well, nothing now, you put me on the spot again, but I think it's just that I think, um, Mark, <laughs> Mark Azak asked about, um, I mean, yeah, look, so Walt said about personality is key, you can't gloss over that. And looking at wins alone is narrow-minded, which is true. Um, you never get the whole story of a person. That just goes back to what you said about we're not in the building. We don't know. We don't know half of what goes on between these people in the in the locker room and, all, and the front office. So uh, we're just trying to give our view from what we see on the outside, really. So um, mm-hmm. and yeah, but yeah, Mark uh, Kazak, I think it was said, is anyone worried that we've not heard anything from the front office? And again, you, I think you replied to that. 
he said that um, mm-hmm. I actually I'm happy that they haven't because you don't want like knee jerk reactions right. to people just like oh the game, season's over you're fired. Actually, we have they I want them to take their time. That means they're talking to each other, they're talking to the, mm-hmm. the team, talking to the staff, the players, everyone, and each other about making some decisions. So, and Kerry, if I'm wrong, I don't I think I met I heard somewhere that. I was polls at the um, at the Michigan game. Was, did polls go to yeah. the? So, mm, yeah, let's, let's, let's not put two and two together and get fifteen. But um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to be an absolutely crazy off season. Um, so yeah, let's 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 do something together if, uh, as things happen. Um, and yeah, keep I mean, yeah, I mean, that's it, that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been an absolute joy getting to know you, Jason. It's so nice actually speak to a. A fellow Englishman who knows his football like you do, and you know we, we sort of our bear fandom's been so similar. Like you know when we first got into the Bears, and yeah. you know and, and how we look at the game, and it's been an absolute privilege to get to know you, mate. And uh, it's like you said, you know if anything comes up over well whatever whatever through the off season, and if it's anything of importance and it's it's newsworthy and worth talk about, then we'll be definitely yeah. back on the screens. And obviously anybody from Britain or Europe. Then you know, get 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 onto the show, man. You know what? That's what the whole idea of the show is: is to give people, you know, who are not from America, a chance to speak to an American audience and get their voice heard, instead of you know, just like little podcasts and all this sort of thing. So, uh, you know, I, I just hope this, you know, this this program gets out of people. Um, in off season, I'm just going to try and drum up as much interest as I can. Um, you know, around Britain, you know, uh, to get people on the show. But yeah, it's been an absolute blast doing the show here, Jason. And uh, I hope you, I'm, glad, I'm so glad you've enjoyed it. And you, you're a natural, mate. Like you know, after <laughs> the first show, I thought, man, he's only his first show, man. You're just a natural, sir. So it's been great to get to know you and uh, and talk Bears football with you. So uh, I think we'll leave that. I think we'll leave it. Leave it today. Um, and like I said, we'll be back if there's anything what comes up. And it's uh, it's been an absolute blast. And uh, I think we just need a bit of a bear down. So on three, bear down. So one, two, three, bear down. Bear down.